Hello, welcome to another episode. Uh, this one we're going to go back to uh, Eric Miller's. Um, kind of not really on his case, but there's a book that I got that he done called Forbidden Fruit. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, he uses a, another name for the book. But we're going to kind of talk about uh, a piece that he wrote in, in it that I like. It's called Solitude. And what he basically says in it is everyone should do at least a month in a cell alone, not as a punishment and, you know, not to sympathize with inmates, but for themselves rather to meet themselves to grow and be a solitude. What do you think about that as a topic and an um, idea to do? He's saying like, basically, if you read more, he like said, just in general, he said, not- solitude is imprisonment. You can't choose to leave. It's trapping yourself in your own company, your own mind, with your own demons until you break or thereafter self-realize. It means removing all distractions and forcibly being alone. This means no games, no TV, no phone, no media, you alone without distraction. So basically, he's saying in a cell, you can basically be in there. Because here, you know, we got everything going on. You know, we can turn TV on, use our phones. So he's saying... We have a bunch of things to use for disassociating. Yes, and he's (laughs) saying that you should be in a cell because that's a way that you definitely... Like, you can walk out in the woods, but a lot of places you still... Like, here, we don't have service very good if we walk in the woods but other places you do have good service so you can still use your phone like when i run i listen to music and stuff which i don't you know which while i'm running i don't have service but you know i still listen to music with my phone no but a lot of people you know they do everything else but you know what i mean so kind of like what do you think about i mean a lot of people do that willingly anyway like maybe not in a sale like but people take those trips to like find themselves, cut off, like live off the grid for a little while and cut off all civilization, things like that. And that's kind of like a spirituality, like finding yourself type thing. I get what he means. But there's but, still like, probably distractions, though, too. Yeah, but there's probably still distractions. Well, I mean, they don't well. have to survive. Like, well, it's yeah. like, it's like what you see on like survival stuff, too. But yeah, that's what he's saying. Forcing yourself to be stuck in a distraction-free place. And a preferably an uncomfortable one where you can't easily sleep until you go stir-crazy and want out, then need out, then panic. Then get angry, then break, cry and defeat, and then accept your situation, settle in, meditate and grow, and meet yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's like the five stages of grief or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, With all your daily sense. distractions out there, you never settle down. You never take time to meditate on things, on life, on yourself. Life passes you by and you never get to know who you are. Because in the last letter he wrote to me, he asked who I was. Because he knows, you know, I'm a father. I work. But, but who, who am I? You? Yes. Because yeah. I was talking There's about I bought this book. Just... But he said, you know, had he never been locked up and had remained, you know, out in the real world where we are, you know, he would have distractions, the pressures, the responsibilities, you know, with bills, stuff like that. He never would have met himself, at least not in full. And he wouldn't have had the time to. So he's saying even with that, like, our distractions are still, like, if work-related, stuff like that. But he says, interesting where the mind goes when you have no distraction and you're stuck in your own head with no escape, a chance of escaping the predicament. You come face-to-face with reality with yourself pretty damn quick, and you either go crazy or get strong. Most people never experience. They work or entertain their lives away and maybe better off for it, which is why I'm telling you here that if you want to be free, if you want to be strong, you must make time in solitude and meet yourself. Solitude for a long enough time will show you who you are, how you really feel about things, and why you, why you are that way. It will basically bring your demons up right to your face, make you face them with no escape, 
And then depending on your own strength and willpower, you either quit the solitude or grow stronger and be more free. I think that's a good, I think it's a good thing, but also I feel like there's probably other ways that can go about it without causing such, like, mental agony. Like how he says you either get strong or you go crazy. What if you have a mental break and never come back? Well, you're still locked up with no, like, you're still in a jail cell. Or well, prison. I mean, like, yeah. just in general. Yeah, I agree, because he's saying the only reason he found his, you know, who he was, and still finding out. You know, the only way I found out was how I realized, admitted my childhood issues, where they originated from my personal sufferings, you know, the origins of my personal sufferings, and then chose how to best deal with those demons. And he was saying it was forced solitude, so it wasn't him just doing it, it was forced on him. It wasn't like he could say, all right, I'm done, let me out. Because he said I wouldn't have had the willpower to to force it on myself before being locked up, and I've had the knowledge of why and how to do so. Like you said, there's other ways to do it without that, but he had to forcibly... You yeah. know, have it happen to him. But for some people, that's, that's the only way it'll ever happen. And like, some people have to have that, or they just won't ever do it to themselves. Like how he says, oh, it takes incredible strength and willpower to take on and maintain voluntary solitude. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot. And like I said, he said his solitude was jail, that he was in solitary confinement for a few days in his own cell and general population the next year. They well, said. I mean, that's. I feel like that's kind of why they use it as a punishment, though. Like, if you get sent to the hole, you're there for however long your punishment is because it literally will make you fucking crazy. Like, that, that's why they do use it as a punishment because not everybody can get through it that way, like, strong. Like, some people don't come out on top or as a better person. Well, that's what he's saying here. He said that considered easier for me to break than it might be for you. I was facing life without parole for murder. And oh, I believe I broke, man. Believe it, I broke a lot time and time again. But eventually I accepted where I was and settled. That doesn't mean I liked it. Just accepting that's when the growth began. And he said looking back, you know, being locked up was a blessing as it was a curse. You know, especially, you know, being in jail, solitude. Now that he's found himself and has worked on himself as a man. Like as a person, now he, he's still like in what there. he's saying. He life without parole, so yeah. he's stuck. He's became a better person than what he was, and accepted who he was and everything. And now he's still there. But he yeah, said it that it's the most I've ever learned, ever grown in my life. I began the painful process of realizing, facing my demons, overcoming most of my past hurt, turning my own bleeding wounds into scabs and scars. And it sucked royal balls, but they were royal balls that needed sucking to be the person <laughs> I am today, the very mature person I am today. I really like his uh, terminologies. But ironically, it took losing myself to find myself. Through blank slating, I lost what the people of my past, the environment of my past, had made me. Only then did I find out what my childhood issues were, why I had them, and what, what they were doing to me. So at that at the start, I was but a product of my training, of my issues, not of my own will. This had to be overcome to be free, and it took that solitude to do it. Because he um, talks about I'm the... I'm proud of him. I'm glad he, you know... I hate that it had to go that way for it to happen, but, you know. Yeah, his actual, the why Miller turned killer is really interesting. Like, I really like this, and I, uh... But I feel like if I was in that situation, like, if I was in prison and had to be in a cell, like, I feel like I would, that would probably be the end of it, because you already know I have, like, mental issues. So I feel like if I went in there, I don't know if I could be strong about it. I think I would just turn into the real feral fucking like crazy person. Well, yeah, he's talking about like self-realization later on. Like the blank slating. 
I thought that was interesting about reflect on your life and moving all, you know, beliefs and stuff that were given to you. Saying basically, if you haven't verified them by own, your own experiences firsthand, it's basically wiping clean of all the other people's influences on you. That's what he's saying that he'd done too, being in solitude. He wiped away everything. You don't have people's opinions on your. Well, you have in you know, other inmates, but you can, you know, like what right. he said, you can go out and talk to them, but you don't have to, you still go back to your cell and sit all by yourself alone. I should have looked it up beforehand, but if you're like in solitary confinement, like I've heard a lot of stories, like it could not be true. Some could be true. I feel like it probably is true in some cases, but when you've been in there extended periods of time, like it can really mess with your mental in the sense of like hallucination and like, I feel like that is just really... Like, if you're not someone that has hallucinations, and then you're having them because you've been in solitary confinement for so long, like, that's super damaging. But then also, if you already have those mental issues, and you have, like, hallucinations, whatever those may be, like, auditory or visual, like, the different types, like, wouldn't that be, like, a medical concern? Like, I know prisons don't have good health care. They don't give a fuck about mental health, really. Like, they give you what they give you to keep you alive like the bare minimum yeah bare minimum but i feel like i've always thought that was a really fucked up prison thing because i mean if you have good mental health you'll probably have less fights less you know what i mean like if you got somebody in there and they're already on edge and you put them in there and they go crazy and it triggers like their hallucinations or their mental illness and then they act crazy or try to kill somebody or kill a co or like, literally just anyone, I bet they'd feel pretty fucking shitty about that. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, see, if you go back to, like, Charles Manson, where he was talking about that his mind was free in prison, like, he's not in prison, that he's saying prison was the mind, but he said he, like, travels in his head, and, like, you know, he's living out in the in the wild and out in the woods and stuff, living his own life. I feel like that's a way of disassociating. Like, well, going, yeah, but, going to your happy place, like, you know how people well, say yeah. that? But it's also, I think, going outside of the prison walls because, like you said, like prison can be, it's definitely a bad thing. It's not, which you go there because you've done something bad, but, you know. You I think do, we need new rules because I feel like some stuff is justifiable. Well, yeah, you people like, like he says, you know, you either find yourself in there and who you are or sometimes you might break and then you might kill yourself. You know, it just depends on how you look at it. like. Cause they're, like, it's a difference because you got some people that, especially around here, not to make, well, or I'm going to be making fun of them, but you got people, like, around here that'll be in jail for, like, two or three days and think they're, like, the biggest badass to walk because they spent time in jail for, like, something stupid. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the ones that's, like, oh, I was in jail, and, and it's, like, oh, I was in there for drugs or whatever, and they're only in there for, like, two days. They act like they murdered somebody and been in there for, you know, 30 years and changed their life. Like, those people are retarded. You know, you have a lot of people that, you know, they never never really grow up, I guess, in a way, even in prison. You got some people that really work toward becoming a better person, like with education-wise and stuff like and some that. Some people say, fuck it, I'm a lifer. Yeah, and they I'm don't. I'm just going to live this prison life best I can. Yeah, they, they don't <laughs> Try care. Try to be the biggest and the dumbest and the baddest. 
Well, like what Tim said, where I talked to him, you know, he's on death row, and, like, his family's, like, basically told him, just don't do nothing. Just wait till you die. Just let the state kill you. And then he said there's other inmates in there that, because he tries to, you know, do positive things every day, and he said there's other inmates, like, I'm on death row. What What is there to do? Like, I'm not getting out of this. Which I guess, in a way, that'd be accepting it. You I know, don't know. I mean, like, if that was my family member, I don't think I would be like that. Like, I don't, like, depending on what they did. Like, obviously, I know what Tim did. Yeah. And, like, for something like that, no. Like, some things are justifiable. Even if you shouldn't have done it. Like, even if it was a bad thing and there it isn't justifiable, like, you had no reasoning and just done it, like, yeah, that's awful. And I couldn't imagine how the other family feels, like, of the victim. Like, that would be really hard and that would suck, too. But also, like, I don't know. I guess that's just my mindset. I don't judge on that. Like, you could literally murder someone and I would be like, well what happened? <laughs> like, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're a bad person. I'd be like, well, what happened? <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe that's just my mindset, though. But I would not cut them off. Now, if they, like, hurt a child or, you know, like, really raped and beat somebody, that would make me a little more questionable. Like, I would definitely be like, yeah, you should probably just die. <laughs> like, you're fine. I'm cutting you off. You should probably just die. But, like, just for... You know, I don't want to say petty because murder isn't a petty crime. But well, it's kind of weird because, like, like I have a dark sense of humor. You have a dark sense of humor. Like, you know, we, which are some things you can't joke about. But like, I know I've seen like recently like people talking because it's hard to get in true crime groups anymore because like everybody's like everybody's a pussy. Well, it's not even that. It. It's just it's not even that. It's just they you get people that turn into no they're know it alls. And, like, it just, the true crime field just went downhill because it became so mainstream. And, you know, it's just, which, I don't know what I'm trying to say, really. Like, I'm kind of, it's a trend. It's a big trend. Everybody thinks it's cool to be into it. Everybody thinks it's Well, it's because cool it's big to... right now. Kind of like the whole paranormal phase. Like, it was big, and now it hardly, like died pe- down. people still do it, but it has died down a lot. It's the same thing, like, with the whole Bailey Sarian videos, which no hate towards her. Like, I like Bailey Sarian, and I mm-hmm. like her videos. I enjoy watching her. But it's just, like, people like that, where she does makeup also, all these people who probably weren't really into true crime started watching her videos for her makeup, and then was like, oh, I really like this. This is pretty cool. Because she does it, like, she doesn't go into, like, I mean, she goes in detail, but she's not like me and you, like, how we're like raw about it and we're just like well this person said this and we just give like the gory like well, fucked up not side even to that. Some stuff. it's like like with eric's thing solitude you know there's a way to learn from inmates you got most people that like like where i've talked to various people for eight years like people like i've talked to this in other episodes you know people hate me for it and despise me but there's a thing to learn from people even if they have done bad things like what rich ramirez says which i don't know the exact quote about the whole killing you know it's in everybody's hands you know we all know we all can do it like when people don't understand that like you're one step away like one wrong move you could kill somebody not even mean to and then you're going to be this monster like not saying that all inmates are bad and good, like, 
you know, like with him, he like he killed a guy, but he's, you know, he's not dwelling on that, which most people might call him a monster, stuff like that. Like what he I don't said. I think he's a monster because I feel like his was definitely justified. Well, he said the guy wanted to die. Like he said, the guy's family didn't it's care about him because he, he, he was gay and all that. And he's like, his family didn't care. And he wanted to die. And, you know, it, like it happens. But like with the mainstream stuff, that's what I mean. Like. Like Bailey's here, and she doesn't write the killers or anything or get their opinion because she said a lot of the time, like, oh, well, they just need to, like, go away. Or, like, she, make, she makes little well, comments about how they're disgusting, like, basically less than human. Yeah, on which some, a lot of them are, but cases. you gotta look at the, the mind around it. Like, I know, she, what's that thing? Get better friends or whatever that she always tells people. There's some uh, Make better choices. No, it's just, like, get better friends, like, people, like, if she talks about, like, their groupies and all that, or something like that. I remember people talking about it. Oh, yeah, because she said that she doesn't understand people that like killers or people that glorify them or, like, obsessed with them, like, you need to stop, like, whatever, something like that. Which sometimes, if I, like, looking at it, too. I think it was because people were talking about, like, that has surrounded with the Ted Bundy being hot thing. Well, yeah. Like where all the girls say that he's hot, and then a lot of people have been like, um, he was a murderer, he was this, he was that, he was not that cute. Like, all this stuff, you shouldn't glorify the murderer just because you think he's handsome. Like, that's what it, like, surrounded. Well, I know, but the whole thing, though, too, it's, it's just people get so up and tight about things, and, like, not saying she does it, but I've heard other podcasts are like, oh, you know, about this and this and this they're i i don't get the vibe that they're being sincere about what they say when they're like oh I feel sorry for the victims or whatever like it's more of like they they expect you to expect that from them so they give that to you but like their whole tone and everything just seems like they don't really care and it's just more or less because there's so many podcasts that are big now that make so much money doing this and you kind of got to look at it. Do they actually care anymore, or do they just they just care about the money coming in? Yeah, type it's of just thing. a paycheck. Like that's the only thing I really don't know. What's sorry if you hear me clicking. I accidentally dropped the mouse. But that's why I'm kind of like, we don't make any money off this. And you know, there's some podcasts out there that make. It's actually an interest. Oh well, yeah, um, my interest was there before, like before yeah. it got big. Like if you talk to people that was into true crime and all that back in the '90s and stuff and '80s, like people was like, "What?" They're like all crazy against you, and now it's like, "Oh, you write killers." You know, you got some people that hate. It's usually the older people generation. Call you like a Satanist. And then you, got, yeah, then you got some people. It's like, "Oh yeah, it's awesome." Yeah, like it's. It's still 50-50, but it leans more towards, like, there are more people that find it fascinating, but... I think some people are in it just for the trends and the stuff they can post online. That's why I think some of the podcasts that have popped up, it's for the trend. Like I said, a lot of podcasts make money. They've done their own TV shows. They've been featuring things. And a lot of them you kind of get to looking at, like, where, like... Pete, like I said, I like Eric. I like talking to Eric. You know, I agree with this whole solitude thing, which mm-hmm. I don't think it should be forced. You know, if you could find a way without being forced on you, amazing. You know, find yourself. But if you're the type of person that has to be forced, yeah. then. But, like, a lot of people just, like, get involved. But you kind of got to ask yourself, do they really care about the victims or do they care about the money that they're receiving that's coming in? 
Right. Did you know they make their own um, merchandise, stuff like that, which that's cool because I've like done like stickers and stuff like paranormal things. And, you know, I've set up in our local town with like my true crime stuff to, you know, just to talk about it. I like talk about it, but I've been interested in this since I was a little kid and always will be. But like, yeah, I think you like started out with horror and then you got into true crime probably when you're old enough to understand. Yeah, which I was just kind of naive, like some people are, was being yeah. young. Like, I believed everything that I heard, but... Well, like, in those groups, I've noticed a lot of people on Facebook groups, they'll come in there, probably because it's a trend, and think that they know everything, and try to argue with, like... Like, I would call you a true crime veteran, is what I would call you. Like, you've done it a long time, you've talked to people, like, you've actually, like, been in, like the trenches of research and talking and information and all this stuff. And then those people get in there trying to argue with you or be like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> the well, one person, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah. We got like, there was, well, we didn't really get an argument, but they were talking about with John Wayne Gacy and a connection with the, the Chicago Rippers. And, you know, I've talked to Robin. He said that the whole John Wayne Gacy thing was like, Oh, you know, it was fake. I didn't know him. And then that guy's like, well, you can't believe a serial killer. It's not that I don't believe a serial killer. That's looking at a different angle. And you don't know if Gacy really knew. Because you can say, oh, wow, I want to believe a journalist more than anything. News sales. News. Journalists will lie. Reporters will lie to gather But they're probably also those people that are calling Charles Manson, Marilyn Manson to you. Yeah, or calling (laughs) a serial killer. like. That's yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like, like, yeah, you, like people think that all oh, just because a serial killer told me something, I'm gonna believe. It. Like, I don't believe it. Like, I put it in my head to be like, well, maybe that's a different way to look at it or to something. Think about it. Yeah. Because just because they killed someone doesn't mean that they're like lying every single breath they take. Like, I don't yeah, understand you, that people associate like if you do a crime, then you're a liar, you're a manipulator, which a lot of people are. I'm not saying they're not, but can't be like oh you're you're gonna believe this over this like i don't believe either one of you fuckers like i'm gonna have to think about it yeah like you know it's different angles you can always look at and things and it just kind of yeah we depending on where you look but like i read a book and the dude was talking about ed gein killed like 100 people which that guy was trying to say like yeah he, he killed more <laughs> than the two people like he dug up a lot of bodies but he's only he didn't kill them he just dug yeah. them up. Well, there was some, supposedly some other stuff, but like he might have been involved in a few more. But that writer, which was a journalist at one point, like said that he killed like hundreds of people or something. Like that right there, like how can I believe the rest of the book when he literally lied five pages in? You don't know what you're getting into with it. Like you don't oh, know what to believe. Yeah, I think that's what comes up with these crazies that try to argue all the time. Like they believe the people. Who are just spreading misinformation. Well, and like with John's film on John Wayne Gacy, when he gets that out, like he's even talked about, you know, talking to the detectives and they're like, where'd you hear that from? He's like, I read it in the books that everybody's released on Gacy. Cause that's what you don't get. That's what I was trying to explain to that guy about the whole connection there. Like if I lie to you about something and you pass it through and write seven books, putting that lie in there mm-hmm. and other people follow your work, that lie is going to keep growing because other people keep sharing that lie. And I don't care who you are. Like it's going to happen that way. And we kind of went on, on a really different rant with yeah, the whole solitude. Just, just but, got into it all. <laughs> but that's kind of the way I feel, which like I said, Eric though, I really enjoy talking to him and his book is really good. I like good. his story. Like this is 
a book, like I said, for being, you know, just philosophy and trying to get, you know, look at it. Pretty good. You guys should go order it. Help him out. Which he don't make any money off of it. The, he uh, no, the lady. He tried to do it for, sure. that's what he says in the book, that he tried to get it to, like, send to the guy who killed family, but they wouldn't let Aww. him. Well, see, that's really nice. But he, he gets, like, the money goes, I think, and he helps him I publish would. it. Now, see, now that I'm not so sure about, because I don't think I would do that. Like, if this guy, like, like assisted suicide type thing, if we had a deal... And he was like, oh, my family has made me want to die so badly. I want you to kill me. And then I'd done it. I'd be like, fuck your family. They're the ones that made you want to die. I, I know, but you know, they probably didn't care. And then they're like, oh, you know. Because he died, I he love got killed. Him. Yeah. <laughs> He's the greatest Ooh, thing I ever. Know. Like, fuck you. That's, well, that's kind of going on the whole thing when people, you know, you don't know if they actually care about the victim or they're just. They want the attention. Which the family and... wouldn't have got the money, you know, then unless people gave them. Because, you know, they might have got like. I don't even know if GoFundMe was up and running them. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they actually care about the victim or do they care about the money, the attention, or whatever they're getting? Because yep. you'll, like, I know people say, like, it's weird. Because some cases you'll get the family don't talk, don't come out, don't do nothing about the case. And you got some people that's put on. Yeah, show. All, like, all about it. Like, showtime. And which usually that backfires in the family later on. But it's kind of like where do you where do you draw the line of things? Right. So, I agree. Like everybody's more or less trying to find you know being famous off things. They like, want that fifteen minutes of fame. Like I've had people ask me about you know doing you know TV stuff before, whether it be paranormal. Like there's been a few true crime offers, and I I haven't. But like I said, you don't know what to believe behind things because. Most things, like I said, like when I done the whole paranormal thing, like I had everything ready to go, and then, like he didn't like my video explaining my experience. He's like, "Oh, it has to be scary because you know for the audience to like it." But like paranormal is not scary. It's true crime, yes, it's scary, but there's a learning aspect involved in it as well. I guess you could look at it, which you never like. That's another thing too. Like people are like, oh, I'd never do that. Like I would just leave or kill them, stab them. Like if you're in danger with somebody, you don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. You know, like you could be like, oh, that would never happen to me because like it seems like our town like really. Everybody defends, has that mindset of. Oh, it oh, couldn't could, be them. Couldn't be me. Like with like our crime, local, drugs, our local like, pedophiles, and everything. They're like, oh, it couldn't. They don't do that. Yeah. That's crazy. Exactly. But it seems like our town, not well, it's bad. Like, they seem to, like, nothing against religion, but it seems like people, like, if somebody's, like, a pedophile or something around here, they're like, oh, well, he believes in God, so he's a good man. Like, That's he's a pedophile. Like, everybody will say, oh, he's with the church. Oh, he goes to church every Sunday. Okay. Like, my, and? my answer to that is, well, BTK killer was involved in his church. And actually took a woman there and took pictures of her. And he killed 10 people. He hung a girl up in the basement and jerked off to her. <laughs> and <laughs> caught me off guard. But that's Sorry. what I'm saying. Like, he killed a whole family. His first victims was a whole family, four people in 1974. And everybody like, oh, yeah. But, like, people in the church, when he got arrested, they didn't believe well, that he was involved. Why do you think all the jokes about the priests and little boys and stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you think that came about? Because it happens so much. Like, going yeah. to church don't mean a fucking thing. And I don't mean just like a christian church i mean any type of church your religion has nothing to do with any of that like i don't care what you are or what you do if you're 
doing shit like that, I'm not gonna necessarily take up for you unless it was justifiable, but, you know, like I said earlier, I think some murder and stuff is justifiable, but there's not here no reason just Some is, I guess, in a way, but, like, people always, like, tells me, like, all your best friends are pen pals and killers and blah, 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 like, the people that are serious about that, I try to explain them, you know, it's not like that, which, to be honest with you, there's a couple actually in prison that I would trust more than people in the outside world, because, you know, like, the way I look at it, they're at prison, and these people are outside in the world using people, doing bad things, and they're running free, and like I said, they could be right in the same position they are. I feel like the only difference is those people got caught. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of it boils down to, they got caught, but... Like, you learn, like, people in prison, like with him, he found himself in solitude. He knows how he is. He knows who he is. Well, I feel like him trying to, oh, sorry. I feel like him trying to give, <laughs> give the money to the family, I feel like that says a lot about his character. Like, he's grown, like, some people grow from their past and their crimes and stuff. And he, like, he's been up front and talked about it, you know, and says, hey, this is what. Because in his book, he talks about the fire that he had to deal with, like, his issues he's had, and, like, when he broke and everything, and just kind of like, well, this is it. Like, I'm done. Like, but his I, I type of situation has been a topic of, like, controversial conversations for a long time now, and things haven't changed with it. But I honestly feel like in certain circumstances, like, assisted suicide type stuff should be legal and like handled yeah differently actually it just kind of depends on where you go yeah but i'm sure we probably which i think we got we gotta go get the kids from school here soon so i guess that's probably a wrap like that we kind of went off topic about a whole <laughs> well it's still it's true crime just kind of our thoughts on it which might have been like in some other episodes but like i said the whole we kind of just yeah the whole gist <laughs> of this episode was like the solitude do we think it was which I, I, I agree, solitude should be good to find who you are. Cause a lot of people, like, I think that's why we got on the topic, because a lot of people don't know who they are. They just, I guess overall, like, we were talking about true crime, because people do that with anything. They become, like, something could happen, and they just blow up on it, not knowing any of the stuff behind it, and they don't know who they are. They just follow the trend. And I think that kind of is what our episode was more about, just finding the trend, like, and... You don't know who you are. You just go with the trend instead of be like, well, I'm this person. What? But you know what I mean, though. Because a lot of people don't know who they are. I feel like are. I can't find my words today, too. And you're kind of stumbling, too. Like, well, I can't we, find the Well, you know what I mean, though. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because people don't know who they are. They go with the trend right. of life. And you see that with politics, religion, a lot of stuff. Like, I know a bunch of people. They'll be like, well, I'm this way. And then they hang out with somebody else. And they're like, well, no, I'm this way. So you just never know because they change their identity to whoever they're hanging out with. I know quite right. a few people like that. It's a sad world. It's a sad place. <laughs> like with Eric and a few other people, like that's what you get. Like they're they're not judgmental people because they're in prison for you know whatever they're in prison for. Which most you know a lot of them that I talk to have killed somebody. So you know they're not going to be judgmental because they're like I'm in prison for doing <laughs> something. I'm in prison for murder. What can I possibly judge you for? Yeah, that's basically the way you look at it. And they, like I said, with him and there's a few other people I talked to, like, they've found their self and who they truly are. You know, some people accept it and some people just live off what they've done. It's just hard to tell. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll try to have an episode. I know we had to push back and postpone because we got a lot going on. Like I said, school starting back up, which Olivia's surgeries on the 30th. So we'll have to figure out where we go from there. 
Uh, let's see. We don't gotta give them all that detail, you know. I know, but just I'm hoping we don't disappear for too long, but we'll try to still try to keep on the two week thing. Um unless something comes up, which I usually post in the group if something comes up, which like I said, we had birthdays, getting the kids stuff ready for school, which hopefully that went well for everybody. So uh, ours is, well, first day was <laughs> no school because no power flooding today, poured down the rain, and now they're letting out early because of high water. <laughs> so, yes. Like I said, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. If you've noticed, we got a new logo on our page done by oh, a death row inmate. Uh, my book was in the process of loading, and hopefully I'll have that out soon, hopefully by the end of this month or next month, because I have everything uploading and all that. I just got to figure out when I want to post it to make it available. But uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.